Welcome to the Rebecca Cross Stepping Into Greatness podcast. My name is Rebecca Cross and I am a business success and motivational strategist. I work with aspiring female entrepreneurs who are ready to be held accountable and to be motivated to step into their greatness and work with high ticket clients. This is a platform where you listen to some of the most inspirational women around the world who are on that journey of making their dreams a reality and continue to do so at every level. We talk about motivation, mindset, adversity, entrepreneurial success as a woman and for some as a mum but most of all we talk about how anything is possible now I have got the amazing visa shamungam did I say that right Yes. Yes. yes give me a thumbs up now visa <laughs> is a life and empowerment coach focusing on helping women discover spirituality and awaken their feminine power to completely transform their lives beyond recognition. That sounds amazing. She went on from working from that corporate world, from being an overworked mom to an entrepreneur discovering her own voice and unique, unique gifts to help other women feel confident and empowered. She is a powerful transformative coach and healer whose mission is to help women feel happy in their own skin. I absolutely love that introduction it's so lovely to have you here and oh, thank you I do appreciate the fact that you're um on this episode because I know it's late where you are it's like yes. you're, you're, she's spending a month in Asia so I can't give her too much sympathy <laughs> <laughs> but just before we started she said she'd just been on a three-day beach resort was it yeah we just got back this evening with my kids and my husband so we've had you know we drove four hours to the beach but I've been laying on the beach for three days so I really can't complain <laughs> <laughs> that four-hour driving trip is nothing oh thank you so much I am so I'm, I know we've been trying to do this I think since February I think we first connected or, or it was a while ago um, or May time so it's re I'm really glad that we're here to record this because I did I was inspired by your story when we first chatted um, I think it's amazing your story and so I'd love you to start with that can you share what your story is about for the audience yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I know we've been playing tag back and forth and we're finally here. So yay to us. Yay. <laughs> so my story, I'm a bit of an um, all-rounder. So I was born in India. Um, I moved to the UK when I was 11. And then um, I got married at a very young age. I was 21 when I got married and I moved to the USA. Wow. Um, and I had an arranged marriage. So that's a whole other story by itself. But, um, you know, I had the usual normal life. I had a very successful career. I was working for Microsoft in digital marketing, became a working mother. And I thought I had it all down. I thought I could do this, could be the mother. And then, you know, as life happens, when my first son was about 16 months old, I just found myself feeling guilty all the time. I felt guilty when I was at work because I wasn't with my son. And when I was with my son, I felt guilty because I wasn't thinking about my work. Um, so that led me down to the path of really doing some soul searching and asking myself, what do I really want? And at that time, all I wanted was to spend time with my son. So I had to make the decision to walk away from a really well-paid corporate job and become a stay-at-home mother. And after about six weeks of being a stay-at-home mother, I think I got it all out my system. And I was like, wait, this is not what I want. Oh, yeah, I've been there. You're like, oh, my God, this was a good idea at the time. <laughs> Sounds great when you're working and all you want is to be with your kiddos. And when you have that fill for a few weeks, you're like, wait, I need to use my brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I have no idea what gave me the courage, but I jumped into becoming a business owner. And I had no idea what I was doing at the time. 
Um, but my first venture as a business owner was being a sleep consultant because my wow. son never slept. Um, and I had to look for a solution to help him sleep so that I could be a sane mother. Mm. So I decided to become a sleep consultant and I did that for a couple of years and I loved the taste of entrepreneurship. Yeah. But I quickly realized this wasn't my forever calling. Yeah. Um, and then that led me into network marketing, which I think a lot of women do that. They can, you know, earn an amazing income and have their own career while staying at home with their kiddos. So I did that for another couple of years and I loved the camaraderie that came with building a team Brilliant. and helping women realize how successful they can be, you know, by being at home. That, and is that um, something you still do now? Do you touch on that business still now? It's not my primary focus anymore, but yeah. network marketing is amazing because once you build that initial business, it can really, you know, keep paying you in residual income. Yeah, um, absolutely. So absolutely. I still have that on the side, and but what I'm passionate about and my forever thing that I found is to become a life coach. And I really stumbled into that by accident because as I was building the women on my team up, yeah. Um, to build their own business, I realized that I had to teach myself uh, how to keep myself motivated and how to break through blocks that I had and all these questions about, can I do this? Yeah. You know, and I, was, I found myself just reading voraciously and looking up to all these women that were amazing network marketers and you know, so, just looking for that magic solution that they had. It's like, what do they have? It's like gold dust, you know? Yeah. Oh, God, absolutely. And I, I love that. When you say when you had to get yourself motivated, you know, and inspired, you know, what, what kind of strategies did you, you know, obviously having somebody to look up to and reading, but what did you, how did you get yourself motivated? Because as you know, entrepreneurial journey is tough, but when you find yourself doing something that you love and you want to, to do it, what do you do to keep yourself motivated? Well, one was surrounding yourself with other women that look like you, feel like you, but they've done something exceptional, right? Yeah. And you're like, well, wait, I, I talk like them, I walk like them, and yet they've done something a little bit more aspirational than me, but yeah. then that means that I can do it too, yeah. you know? So literally immersing myself in that kind of container every day. And I, am, I love reading, you know, whatever books I can get. I, I, I stopped reading fictional books. I have no idea when that happened, but it did. <laughs> It's now ten books all the time. <laughs> yeah, so now all I read is nonfiction, self-help, motivational books, and then I started sharing that with the world through just I would do Facebook Lives on my personal page because as I read something, I realized the only way to integrate that is by teaching others. Yeah, and so absolutely. I started doing these Facebook Lives, and people were telling me, "Wow, like I love your videos. They, you know, they help my Monday mornings." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I can do this." <laughs> <laughs> so when did you? When you were starting doing that, when did you think to yourself, all right, yeah, that's that Facebook Live moment maybe. Okay, actually, this is something, I can, I'm good at that. What made you then think, okay, I think I might be onto something now. I've been doing the network marketing, but this live, I've been reading, and I've been teaching. Okay, when did you think, okay, maybe I should start getting clients? What made you kind of have that bravery to like go for that and believe you can um. do it? So I personally started hiring a business coach um, in my network marketing business because that yeah. was my third child. You know, yeah. that was my third baby. I thought about it. I breathed it. I, it was every waking moment I had was on that business. And so I was really serious about it. And I saw all these top 
business leaders, they had coaches and I thought, okay, I'll get myself a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I hired, you know, a couple of, first one was a business coach and then it was a life coach I hired. Um, they kept telling me, you know, you have a real gift at doing this and you should maybe think about becoming a coach yourself. And I resisted for a very long time. I had that usual question that almost every woman has. It's like, who am I to do this? You know, what gives me, I'm not an expert at this. So I resisted it for about a year and a half. I thought, no, network marketing is what I've chosen. I have to prove to everyone that I can do this. You know, yeah, I don't know yeah, who I was yeah. trying to prove what to. <laughs> um, so I really, I didn't, I resisted for a long time. And then eventually eight months ago, something in me just, I could not stop thinking about it. I just couldn't. Um, and I just thought, why not? Like, what if this was my calling, you know? And it was yeah. a very natural transition to just lean into it because I was already doing it. Yeah. And it was more like telling myself, you know, what if I, I can do this? So I just, I wanted to try it and see how it went. And funnily enough, I started getting clients right away, which to me was like the universe saying, yes, finally. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny. I did a post not so long ago in my community about, have you got a job or a calling? And it's when yeah. you are really got that fire in your belly and you know that, you know what, I'm enjoying this. You're not worried about the financial gain. Of course, we all want to make money and we all want a good right. way of life. But it's when you realize, you know what, I think this is my calling. And you're using that word a lot. So it just shows this is definitely your calling, which is just a magical in itself. That's, I want to know something. Um, when we first chatted, I was really inspired about the story you were saying about the women that you work with, the kind of women you work with and what you do to help them. Could you tell a bit about that, about those women you work with and who your, who your ideal client is? Yeah, absolutely. So since this is a podcast, you might have guessed from my name, but I am Indian. Um, I thought I pronounced it quite well and it sounded very <laughs> English to me. I thought I was quite, quite good at that. <laughs> So my Indian heritage and culture has a lot to do with the type of client that I help. Um, I'm a kind of a very mixed bag in the way I think, in the way I dress. I'm very Indian in certain ways and I'm very English in certain ways and very American in certain ways. Um, and for a long time, I thought I was very confused, but now I realize that's what makes me special and unique. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I said in the beginning that I had an arranged marriage so with that comes a lot of challenges. So I had to move from the UK to the US and I only knew one person that was my husband who I barely knew at the time. God. And I went through a very dark phase where I was, you know, at that time I didn't know, but I was depressed um, because I had left my entire family and my entire support system behind. And I was in a tiny little apartment all day. I couldn't work because that's how the visa situation is in the US. And so I really had to, come through this dark period in my life to figure out who I was all over again. And I realized now after having lived in the US and now having built an amazing life for myself 15 years on, that so many women go through that exact same process because so many Indian women have an arranged marriage. Mm. We leave our careers behind, we leave our families behind, and we literally, we feel like we are drowning when we come to this new country to set up this whole new life for ourselves. And the other challenge of being an Indian woman is that we're always told that you listen to a male figure or, you know, an elder figure in your life, which is to begin with, it's your dad and then it's your husband and then it's your father-in-law. You know, women don't realize the power that we have. We are incredibly, incredibly powerful and we give away that power and we're told to give away that power. We're never told how powerful we actually are. 
And so when I discovered my own power and I was like, oh my gosh, this need, this message needs to be told to every woman out there, especially Indian women. Um, so that's who I mainly focus on is the Indian woman who is very intelligent. She's very ambitious. She has an amazing career and yet she feels like she's not enough. You know, she has, she's an amazing mother and yet she never tells herself she's an amazing mother. It's always, I'm not doing enough because that's, you know, that's a good thing in a way because you're always told that you have to, you know, drive yourself really hard. And a lot of Indian women are extremely successful. We're extremely driven, but we're all, we also burn ourselves out because we can never take that time and that moment to say how amazing we actually are. Yeah. And so I help that woman own her power. I help her recognize how special she is and then really get clear on what she wants in life because we most of us think that lives are predestined, predetermined. Yeah. And we're so we respect our culture so much we don't question most of the things that we're told. That is amazing. And can I say you are still married to your husband? Yes. Yeah, so, 15 years and we're still very happy. So, you know what? <laughs> Thank you to your parents, obviously did a good match, rightly or wrongly, or whatever your view is of it, but congratulations, because that must have been, I know when you have your first child and you, you know, lots of things going on, you know, the fact that you take your time to decide if you're going to marry someone, to actually have someone arrange it for you and say, off you go and go on a plane to the, another part of the world, I just think is, well, it's not something I'm, I'm, I would be used to, and I think that, that's just inspiration in itself. But not only that, you and your husband are madly in love, I imagine, still and still together. And I think that's in itself is amazing that you've worked through that. So if there is anybody out there who was in that position you were 15 years ago, it, there is, it can work as well, would you say? It absolutely can. So it wasn't all, you know, you obviously have that honeymoon phase in the beginning where everything's fantastic. But... We have, I mean, I have to give kudos to my husband. He is an amazing, amazing man who has allowed me the space to be who I am, to have my dark periods, to find the light. And he's done the same thing. And we've always, we've had some very difficult periods in our marriage. I won't lie about that. But who doesn't? But we've always, yeah, who doesn't? I mean, I mean I'm always... on my second, so. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, still on number one. <laughs> <laughs> But we've just always held that faith that we will get through whatever hell it is that we're going through, you know? Yeah, and that's amazing. Um, and most, almost every Indian woman that I know goes into these arranged marriages just b- with blind faith that it'll all be okay, yeah. you know? And then when we do have those difficult times, they put so much blame on themselves thinking that they are the failure, that they are the reason things are not working out or they're struggling. And, you know, I just want to tell that woman who's listening to this today that you're okay to have these issues. Everyone has them and you will find your light if that's what you want to do. That's amazing. I love that. I want to ask, um, what has been, what one piece of guidance would you, would you give to the audience right now? What would you, what would you say to them? The one piece of guidance I would say is that the universe always has your back. Oh, I love Because sometimes... Life feels like it's, it's against you. Mm. It feels like nothing's working out for you and you're never able to rise up out of the muck that you might find yourself in. Just life just feels hard, you know, sometimes. And I just want them to know that the universe has 
always got your back always yeah, I agree with that I agree with that completely um before we kind of can't let the audience know how they can contact you and speak to you especially if it's somebody who relates to what you're what you're saying have you got what's your vision what's your life mission what have you got one have you have you got an idea of where you want to take this journey Absolutely. Um, I see myself as someone standing on stage inspiring thousands and thousands of women, especially Indian women. Um, I want to be a lighthouse to them, you know, and I want them to say, if she's done it, that means that I can do it too. Absolutely. Um, and I want we're all women the world over to start really harnessing their inner beauty. We reject so many parts of ourselves as women um, and we think that's us working on improving ourselves. It's like when we reject parts of ourselves, when we're really hard on ourselves and we're really mean to ourselves, we think, well, that's just me trying really hard to better myself, but it's actually doing the complete opposite of what we intend to do. And so when we really start embracing all the imperfect parts of ourselves is when we really can up level and become that woman in our heads that we want to become. Um, so I've lost my train of thought. So, 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 <laughs> so that's the kind of coach yeah. that I want to be, you know, yeah. I, I, got, I got back to the and thought. Being, and, um, being on, and being on stage is that mission for being that lighthouse where everyone can yeah. look up and realize, you know what, she's done it. So, and also I think, I think it's important for the journey you've had in your new family, be that, you know, your in-laws, your husband, your son, that you, you've made something that, you know, was, forced or not upon you whatever the, the the decision was what and it's actually you fought through that and also you found your way and what you want to do you're not being that career woman at Microsoft and having a nanny yeah. or someone looking after your son you're actually you are having it all if that was in some respects but working hard at it and showing other women how to do it absolutely um so you know the arranged marriage it was it was never forced you know it was always no, no. I, I had full consensual. It was like a yes, I want yeah. to marry this man. Um, Just for the audience, he didn't kidnap her. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. But, you know, you make a really good point that I think in my life, it was, always, it was always predefined for me what I would be, which was, you know, daughter, the wife, the career woman, the education, the degree, all of that was already obviously, on, you know, subconsciously, it was always predefined for me. This career that I have defined for myself is the first time in my life I feel like I made of my own free will because I truly dug into the depths of my soul to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. Everything has yeah. always been a surface level decision that you make because of cultural norms or you know, environmental norms, whatever it may be. And this, this life coaching is for the first time in my life, I feel like this is who Visa was created to become, you know? This is why the universe created her. I love, I tell you what, is that spot on? Because that's exactly what I say in my, in, in my Step Into Greatness community. When you say, you know what, we're all, well, I have this joke. I say it all the time. It's probably getting a bit boring now. But nobody has these set of teeth, either. No one's got your set of teeth. You yeah. are absolutely unique. And I, I come, you're spot on. You, you may go into the journey thinking you're happy. Maybe you are. And you think, I know, but there's always something missing. And it's when you realize what I would call a calling, which what you yep. referring it to. When you realize, oh my God, I've just realized now what I meant, why I was born, why I was meant to be here, why I'm unique and I'm stepping right now into my greatness, but your greatness. And that's why, and that's why I always think that there could be 
400 people doing exactly what you're doing, but nobody will do it the way you do it, which is why I don't really believe in competition. <laughs> I'm, a I'm completely on the same page. You know, I, you shouldn't be threatened about other women doing it or like, oh, you're doing it, I can't do it, or there's too many of you. I always believe there's always a client or there's always a product or a service that fits perfectly for you, and you've got a, a fantastic reason and an ideal client base why you're doing it I think it's really inspirational which is why I was always so keen to talk to you on this podcast oh thank you I feel like sometimes I'm an alien with two heads when I talk about the topics that I talk about in my Facebook community because sometimes people come to my like I offer free one-hour coaching calls and they usually come to the phone and they're like what do we do here <laughs> you know <laughs> that's how new this whole coaching yeah industry is to them they've never heard of the term or they don't quite understand what I'm doing yeah. or they think I am a therapist and I'm not you know and so sometimes when I talk about the topics in my Facebook group I have to go down to the real basics that sometimes as coaches we're so used to using these terms and living the way that we do that we realize majority of the people in this world don't live that way or they don't think about life that way you know so it's fun taking it back to the basics I agree I think it, and it's fun because as you say, it's fun and it's also, it gets to people understanding, okay, this is what you mean and then building on that, which is of course what you probably do with what you're talking with the women about the cultural and I think it's, I think it's really important because it's 2018 and it, I personally, I find it probably surprising a little bit that there still is arranged marriages, but I Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, and to you being in that culture, you're like flipping out, that's, you know, probably going to go for another 50 years. But I just sit there and think, God, there could be, you know, somebody in my daughter's generation is 10. It's probably been lined up for a husband already. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. There's a, there's a lot of misconceptions about arranged marriages, which is something else that I talk to, you know, yeah. people about in my group and everything. Um, but it's actually a great, I'm a big proponent of it. I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, you know, there's not judging, you've got to get all the facts and, I, and understand the culture, which is why I want you to um, say what your community is, because I think for those who might want to know more about the arranged marriages or getting involved in that or whatever, they can, I think it's important they do connect with you for that kind of education. Yeah, so my website, I'll give that first. It's yeah. www visalakshi.com so my full name is actually visa lakshi but i go by visa because most people get scared when they see my first Thank name <laughs> that would have stressed me right out before this podcast if i just said all that yeah yeah um so i can i don't know whether you have a note section in the podcast yes, but i, I can am. send you I'm, I'm going to um if you will send me all your links actually i'll put that in the introduction perfect podcast, but i just thought if anyone was listening that happened to be on the phone yeah yeah so my website is www.visalakshi.com um, but I'm most active on my Facebook group, which is about, I think, 1,500 or 1,600 people strong now. Brilliant. Um, oh, and it's called, yeah, and it's called Becoming You. Um, so that's where I'm most active and um, on Instagram as well, which is Visa Shanmugam, all one word. Brilliant. I'm not going to try and pronounce that again because I don't want to get anyone off the right the wrong scent there. And, and this is for me and not you. And they follow someone completely different. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Please do send me all your links because I do want to add that to your, um, your bio um, when people will access the episode. Um, 
I'm really, really, honestly, I've really enjoyed this because it's a topic I don't think is talked enough about. You know, even myself, is, uh, even I'm sat here going, well, even I don't know about half of what you've just discussed with your culture. <laughs> and I think it's fascinating. And I think it's important that there are women who've gone through what you've gone through and would really be inspired and would probably want to work with you to actually understand how they get through it. Um, because it's an amazing story. Thank you again, everyone. I'll be back next week with another amazing lady. But in the meantime, I'll say goodbye to you, Visa. Thank you very much. And I will be sharing this. We're on about eight different platforms now, including iTunes. So there'll be a whole choice of how people can listen to this episode. Um, wow, that is, that is so amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm, I'm just thrilled and so thrilled that I got to do this. Oh, thank no, you. thank you. And though I am jealous that you sat there in the middle of Asia, you know, just <laughs> like... <laughs> Here in Salisbury in the United Kingdom. <laughs> Thank you so much. Until next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.